This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. And we're back. I am Paul. And I'm Rich. And we are here today to discuss the final chunk, the final segment, the final installation of Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lords. Because we've been playing through this, um, you know, I guess off and on. I guess you could call it off and on, I guess, because yeah, taking us like, I don't know how many weeks to actually get through the... <laughs> both the game and then the recording of the episodes about the game. Right. Right. right? Due, due to our, uh, due to our um, meanderings in the force, <laughs> yeah. right. Where, where we allow the coin flip to tell us whether we're going to do the next thing or not. So we had at least one break, if not more. We had two. In the, in the yeah. two break. Okay. We mm-hmm. had two breaks yeah. in, the, in the sequence of, <laughs> yeah. of, of doing, of doing this whole game. It's kind of ridiculous. We did Which part is kind one. Of ridiculous. And, and it's ridiculous too, because, two. and then, so, when we finished recording part two, I was, I was like amped because it yeah. was like, this is, I was like, this is awesome. We are in wildly different universes here. And so <laughs> I, I actually did the rest of the game in like three more days after that. Oh, nice. Okay. So like some of it has kind of faded from my, I, t- I took oh, no. notes, but some <laughs> of it has like sort of faded a little bit from my memory. I mean, so I have, sitting on I, have <laughs> I have Wikipedia open here just in case I have, um, uh, my my doc my Google Doc full of notes here too. I nice. have tons of notes. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But but I definitely have like wait what so which order does like there's some <laughs> things that are like just slightly fuzzy, but right. they will become clear when we discuss them because well oh, maybe they maybe they won't because you'll you will have done such a different thing, yeah a wildly different thing that it won't even matter. That's the thing about this game. That's what we discovered in that second chapter is that there yeah. is so much different, and I figured yeah. out why. I figured out we, one of the big things was that I had a disciple. And you had a handmaiden, right? And I figured out why. Um, was that a male female thing? It was a male female thing. So since I oh. played the I played the canonical, by the way, female character, right? Mitra Surik is yeah. the name of the exile. Yeah. Yeah. So th- I played the female character. She gains a male disciple, and if you are playing a male exile, which is what you were doing, which is what I did, right? So I'm actually really glad that I said, you know, fuck it, I'm going to make a female. Uh, exile and name it Dave Mustaine. <laughs> not not just because of that, but because but because now we got both sides of that story, right? Yeah, we yeah. Had, we wouldn't have had separate sides had we both yeah. chosen the male character. Yeah, yeah. We we just we went off on these vastly different paths. Yeah, where I I had missed some stuff and I was still able to do other things. And you were completely mystified by that. Yeah, and, well, and you were talking about shit that I was like. Uh, like what, what? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what, is, what is he doing? I don't even know what's going on here. Like, is he? He's he's on an in-game podcast. How did that even happen? That's weird. <laughs> It'd be funny. Story. Yeah, it would be true, true story. True story. Like true story that our characters, like in-game, our characters start making a podcast <laughs> about about I don't know, like uh, two Earthers like, making I, a podcast two, about them. Uh, yeah. I mean, God, then it just wraps around itself. And it's like an Ouroboros kind of thing there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> it is. But, okay, okay. Yeah. We are getting, guys, guys, come on. We're getting so far off track here, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Jeff is Jeff is not entertained by no, this. Definitely not entertained by this. <laughs> so, Although- so I think it is time now yeah. for the patented, pen, well, patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent applied for. Rich Davenport summarization. Oh, that's right. You Rich. applied for the patent. That's right. Yeah, I applied you, for the you patent. Own it. You own it now. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Sorry, dude. It, like, I jumped on it, so it's that's mine. Right. That's right. Like, you could, we, we'll discuss the license fee after the pod is over. Sure, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that works. Um, so this time I did do a, an actual summary, but what I did was I did a summary from my character's perspective, kind ooh. of like from not <laughs> not even from my character's perspective, more like. You know, I, I named the character, I didn't name the character, but I called it the exile and I referred to her with female pronouns yeah. and, um, and all the, the dark shit that I did because that's what right. I did. I went, I went dark. Whereas last time I just did haiku because it was a whole lot of like world building. Shit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I think that worked better for the last one, but this, this, I think is kind of, we're getting to the, the last act of this. Yeah, the story. So, like, no matter what kind of shenanigans you get up to, you, the game ends. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So, right. Take us home, Richie. After finding and killing 
all the Jedi Masters, the exile is confronted by Kreia, who reveals that she's actually a Sith Lord who was exiled. She also reveals that the countless deaths on Malachor V were the result of the exile, willingly giving up her connection to the Force. Kreia then attacks the exile and heads for Telos, where she corrupts Atris. The exile follows Kreia and fights Atris, who tells the exile that Kreia is trying to mend a tear in the Force, a rift that was caused by the exile during the Mandalorian Wars when a superweapon was used to end the battle on Malachor V. The mass shadow generator. The mass shadow generator, yep. Chasing Kreia, the exile fights her way through a horde of Sith warriors only to front confront Darth Nihilus, vesting him and then departing for Telos. Not Telos, Malachor, sorry. Malachor. I, I wrote that in there wrong. Sorry, my bad, Jeff. Having corrupted Atris, Kreia had departed from Malachor, so the exile follows. She fights through a slew of fucking storm beasts. And storm beasts. And Sith inhabitants, and then meets Darth Sion, killing him on her way to killing Treya or Kreia. <laughs> Kreia, I just, I, I fucking blew my wad. On her way to killing <laughs> Kreia, who has rejoined the Sith as Darth Treya. Darth Treya. Kreia Treya. Because there must always be a Darth Treya. <laughs> After killing Treya, the exile takes their place as the new Lord of the Sith on Malachor. Oh, really? Yeah, you're damn right she did. Well, <laughs> that's not what happened to me. <laughs> I'm guessing you blew up Malachor and I'm took off for the outer rim. <laughs> you made a flower friendship chain and converted all the Sith people to Super Friends gang and went to the playground and did seesaws for a couple hours. Almost got sewed up my nose, dude. <laughs> nice. No, so, okay. So it wasn't too far apart until the very end there. Oh really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Although, uh, so let me ask you this. Yeah. How did how did the Jedi Masters die in your game? I murdered them. You murdered them. I did. Did I was you up did you them. did you go to Dantooine and kill them there? Mm, no, I killed kill them, them as I found when them. you met them. Yep. Okay. As I found them. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. And in fact, I found out about the. I found out about giving up the connection to the Force from the last one I killed, which I want to say was on Dantooine. Or not sure. on Dantooine. Where was the um was oh, the par- party mustache? No, it wasn't uh, it wasn't guy? no, it wasn't party mustache. It was uh, I don't know why party mustache is a thing for me, but it's his, <laughs> his mustache is great being a mullet. So Funny for some shit. reason that's party mustache for me. So okay, so uh, oh all right, so the first thing is it was it's Vrook or Vrook. Yeah, Vrook, yeah. That's the one that I killed. He was on Dantooine. And he was kind of a dick, but yeah. Yeah, he was. He was kind of a dick, and he's the one that kind of revealed to me that I had like given up my, my connection to the Force, and it was all my point, or all my fault, right? So mm-hmm. he got mad at me, because what I had done is I had played both sides with the mercs and the, the military. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like told them one thing, and then I fucked them over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, nice. I really went straight, you know. Uh, you know, she really went straight for it. So like he was, he was going on about like how my actions have, tr- have probably killed the force, like killing the force was a thing in this game. Like the yeah. idea of like being able to kill the force. We, we need to talk about that later. We do put a pin in that, put a pin in that pin put pin placed. So you, you obviously, I'm guessing you didn't. So kill I did them, not, right? I did not kill them. So what happened for me was, I went to Dantooine after finding them all and they were all there Okay, and they confronted my character and they started to, so there was like a long, big, long discussion Mm -hmm. about how I was a wound in the force. Right. And um, what they started to do was that, was that Nomi Sunrider technique of like blasting the force completely out of me. Oh, so they were going to, Oh, really? They were going to strip me of the force entirely. Which is, you know, all along has been sort of a weird thing of like, so the exile exiles him or herself from the force, but also is like pretty damn good at using the force. Yeah. Right. This yeah. has always been sort of an interesting thing to me. Sure. But um, so but so but in the process of doing that though, they start to do it, and then Kraya comes in and kills them. Oh. So Kraya uh-huh. saved me from the Jedi Masters, and she like she killed them like just zap killed them and then if you go so when my character walks over to their bodies you can you can like do the click examine kind of thing sure and the click the the text said something like not only is this person dead but it is it is as though the force has been entirely removed 
from this little part of the universe right it was like oh it was like she super killed them wow like they're not only their bodies but their force selves were just like eradicated or whatever <laughs> wow. by her yeah but then she but then she fucked off to telos after that okay and then talked with atris atris did not atris was in this room full of sith holocrons yeah when they were there yep and atris did not actually did not turn to the dark side in my game i don't think Oh, okay. Or she didn't. She didn't corrupt her or whatever. Um, or well, well, she when when Kreia arrived, Atris was kind of corrupted, but then Atris kind of turned away from the corruption, uh, okay. but still, but still died. Sure. And I can't remember exactly what happened there. But then, so then Kreia fucks off to Malakor. You, you then, should have killed. You should have killed Atris. That's what I did anyway. I don't know if you. Had, I don't know if you did. No, I didn't kill me, Atris. I, I killed Atris. No. Yeah. I don't think I even had the chance to. Did I? Did I? I don't know. I don't know whether I had the chance to, but I didn't. So Kreia fucks off to Malakor, and then, and then you go through right. You fight Darth Sion. You convince Darth Sion to turn to just kind of to, just kind of to give up, right? Because you can't. You did at least in my game. In my game, there was there's no way to kill him directly. You would you would like burp, 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 you'd like, like you'd like lightsaber him to death, yeah. and he'd be like he'd be like well I can't die, and then his all of his points would just heal. And then you kill him again, and he's like, "Yeah, but I can't die." Remember? And he's all his points would heal, and then every time you did that, you could talk to him a little bit, yeah. And you just start to kind of chip away at his sort of like, "Why are you? Why are you like this?" Basically. Oh, okay. And all then right. he kind of gives up, and then he's like, and then he yeah. dies of his gotcha. own accord. Okay. Did you gotcha. did you like just kill him? Kill him? No, I I was confused, but I oh, mine okay. mine was very similar to yours, but like yeah, at okay. the end, I kind of I kind of like hit the striking or the final blow i i struck the final right blow killed him like he allowed himself to not regenerate or something yeah yeah something like that yeah yeah so yeah and then so then so then so then my character went to meet Kreia, who was darth Treya. conversation ensues i my character said things like basically like let's just you know let's just kind of get moved past this like i don't want to be controlled by the force you don't want to be controlled by the force let's just not be controlled by the force yeah but then even even so kraya still decided to fight me <laughs> and so it was a pretty hectic battle and it took like uh, it was i used like all of my even though i was playing on easy mode i used like all of my super mega health stamina strength things yeah. and like shields and all that stuff oh god i'm so glad i bought as many med packs as i fucking <laughs> although for me it wasn't so much med packs because i can see your screen there you chose the jedi guardian yeah which is like big strong fighter right right i chose the jedi consular i think no jedi sentinel which is a little more balanced and then every time i had the chance i would dump points into my wisdom stat so my actually my hit points and force points are the reverse of yours ah, okay. so i had like 400 and some force points and like maybe 300 some hit points ah. so like i had mega heal and like mega lightning and all that kind of stuff gotcha so okay. like i the way i marched through the last part of the game where you're alone is like i just lightninged everything because my guy had such powerful wisdom stat and powerful lightning spell or spells lightning force power <laughs> okay harry potter just just from a distance you could just like zap anything and it wouldn't matter wow okay see and this is where i think i fucked up by auto leveling because that's what i've been doing is auto leveling oh. i hadn't gone in and chosen what i wanted to you right. know, change any of those attributes just did their own thing based on their auto level. And I probably shouldn't have done that in, in thinking about it, because for me, the difficulty curve for this game goes way the fuck up after the Ravager, after you take on Darth you Nihilus. You take on Darth Nihilus, yeah. When you get to yeah. Malachor 5, like it is, I mean, it is punishing really? fighting through those storm beasts and fighting through the... The, really uh the sit oh punishing there must punishing. be a there must be a there must be they must be extra susceptible to the force or something because the the beasts were no problem for my guy really god and i just damn. zapped i just zapped the shit out of him with my lightning see i'd end up getting crowded up by like four of them and that would be huh. it for me i'd be done <laughs> and then when you go through that temple kind of thing mm -hmm. there's like just shitloads of sith apprentices and even sith lords and, and yeah. whatever but even so my lightning was so powerful like I could see a room full of like eight guys yeah, and just, and I would just spam lightning until they died and they wouldn't even touch me. Cause I just had that much power in my force powers. 
that it didn't even matter. Oh, well, good for you, Paul. <laughs> well, I had this extra advantage of <laughs> playing it on easy mode as well. <laughs> well, I played it on easy mode as well. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yes, I did. I went straight for the easy. Dude, I haven't played anything like on like a harder level in, in long a time. long fucking time. It's been, right. it's been, I just got done playing the Spider-Man games, the Miles Morales and the, and the original. Yeah. 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 Game. I played the original on easy mode, like on the casual story mode version yeah I, I thought i played the miles morales one on there and um and i kept thinking jesus this is way more difficult than it should be <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out later at the end of it that i hadn't i hadn't you're in like normal mode or whatever. yeah 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 but no i played i played this on easy mode. i yeah and i had to i had to i can't i'm i mean I'm a dad now. Like I don't dad, have I don't have time. I don't have time to fuck around yeah. with that. Yeah. I just want tell me the story. Tell me the story. Let me control some shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. fight Treya. Yeah. I am I don't think I killed her because I think at the end I just she was like, You must kill me now. And I was like, No, dude, we can just walk away and be done with the force controlling us or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then everything crumbled. I hop on the Ebon Hawk and fly away. Okay. So I think she still died in the temple there because Malachar was like crumbling you know yeah but but then so then get on the ebon hawk fly away and then to my surprise credits nice i did not know yeah i did it not see it coming abruptly. because because i still th- i in my head i was still hopeful i mean i guess i kind of saw it coming but i was hopeful that revan would still be addressed more yeah i feel you like know? they left that open for the possibility at the end like if there was a third one and i, I read somewhere that they, that there was talk of a third one which yeah. makes total sense mm-hmm. because so and i had to look this up to be sure so the the event on malachor that caused the exile and you probably picked this up but the event on malachor that caused the exile to like push herself away from the force is when Darth Revan defeated Mandalore ah, in the Mandalorian right. Wars. Right. And so that's right before Darth, that event is right before Darth Revan comes back with Darth Malak to try to take over the, the Republic. Right. Darth Revan um, and Darth Malak, they, so remember, you remember in the first Knights of the Republic, there's like a Sith Empire mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. That Sith Empire, I don't think is the OG Sith Empire. That's a Sith Empire created by Revan and Malak as they storm back through. Because according to Wikipedia, or Wikipedia, I was reading this before we started just to make sure I was right, or not okay. to make sure I was right, to learn it, because I didn't know. Okay. Revan and Malak did actually think that the OG Sith Empire way out on the Outer Rim mm-hmm. was dangerous, and they did want to destroy them. So the Sith Empire in Knights of the Old Republic that you like you encounter and fight against yeah. is a Sith empire created by Revan and Malak to become strong enough to take on the OG Sith empire, which is still like out there in the unknown regions, the outer rim. Hmm. And okay. because they're, they're like super evil. So there's mention of like a, a Sith emperor who's out, out there that if, if you go read Revan's like Wikipedia page, yeah, it continues the story. So oh, interesting. Okay, after after Malachor, Revan takes the exile and goes out there to actually try to defeat the Sith Emperor out there, okay. and then that's where the exile dies huh. is in that process. Okay, but it helps Revan eventually defeat that Sith Emperor out there. So it's interesting. It's yeah, it's yeah. like that. Sh- I think that should have been a whole other game. It probably it should have been, been. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they, I mean, I don't know. I've, I, I keep hoping that they're going to announce something, you know, like, yeah, but something was unraveling and you can tell in the build quality of this game that something mm-hmm. was unraveling. Yeah. Because this game, even though I enjoyed the dialogue and the story and the game was stronger, I think. Yeah. The, the quality of the experience was not quite as good as the first one in terms of, the 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 graphic experience the worlds that are like sort of complete there the number of characters like like as you walk through the final ship the the ravager mm-hmm. or you're on malachor or you're on narshada or whatever you can tell that the designer did not have as much time as they wanted because there are less people there are less things there are less yeah 
everything. They're right. There's there's less stuff. I remember the the first game, that planet that was kind of watery ish. It had the sharks under the water. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I forget the I name. Do. But, I but I, all I, all I can remember is there's there are hundreds of NPCs on that planet. Yeah, and there are tons of things to do. And this one just did not have that NPC richness quite as much. And especially that that last level on Malachor had this like weird, like the graphics and the the stuff like that didn't feel quite complete. Right. Yeah. Slapped together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Rushed, I guess, maybe. I don't know what the story is behind it getting made, but I do know that they switched developers because it wasn't Bioware originally, and now and then it was Obsidian yeah. Software that did this this sequel. And I don't know if that has anything to do with that. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Bioware did anything to start with, and then these guys came Obsidian in and picked it up, or whatever, yeah, yeah, were like put under the gun, saying, "Hey, redo this and start over and make it good or whatever." And you have two days. Yeah, yeah, two days. Get to it. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Anyway, this is not to serve as a like this game sucks, but more just as a sub observation, right? Of like, you know, that corner of it felt not quite done mm-hmm. to what it could have been. For me, I think the the game felt less compelling story wise. Like I. I wanted to know like all the little bits that I could find out, you know, and, and, and I wanted to, I wanted to complete it because I wanted to know what was going on. But in the end, I think the, the twist wasn't really that big of a twist. I guess I was maybe set up to expect a big twist by the last game. The like the last, game. the last game blew my fucking mind. And I, yeah. I had an emotional reaction to yeah. that. Game, yeah. you know? Like the original, like I had this, this anger towards the Jedi, you know? Yeah. And I think that kind of, I kind of took that out on this game a little bit <laughs> when it came to my character, because I was yeah. doing as much dark shit as I could, mm-hmm. you know, because, because I was like, okay, with the Jedi are fucking with me too, then fuck them extra. And I'm going to, I'm going to, Dave Mustaine's going to take it out on them for my, for the last guy. I can't remember what my last guy was called, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, I did the random name generator on my, Oh, list. that's right. Yeah. There yeah, were. the the there there was there was not anywhere near the level of reveal Mm-mm. in this game, which you know no. maybe you're not going for that, which is fine, whatever. But yeah, and, and you know, it just to, wasn't. You know, yeah, the the thing that struck me is that they they I think they tried to make some connections to the original, not just with the Revan stuff, but I think did you catch on to this Admiral Anassi guy? Karth, yeah. Karth, is that Karth? Who is who is Karth is, from the other game? Okay, okay. So that is. Did you see? Right. Did you see the cutscene where Basila shows up too? No. Yeah, there's a cutscene toward the end when you leave Narshada, I think, where Basila shows up and talks to Karth. Did I miss that? And Basila mentions Revan as though she knows, kind of what's going on with Revan. I have to. I'd have I to wonder if I missed that. I'll have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure they were both on Narshada. Like maybe they, I think they were, it seemed like a dark cityscape, but yeah, but totally Karth was there and Basil was there. So that is Karth. Okay. So I never caught his first name. I only caught his Admiral Anassi and I was like, he keeps talking about Revan and I'm like, man, is he, and then he gives, he, yeah. Like he gives this whole thing about how like, I helped him out. He was on a, he he woke up on a ship and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is that the fucking guy that was like walking me out of there? But it was him. Okay. All right. So I want to talk about what the exile is and the force and stuff in this game. Okay. Because Kreia and the exile and a lot of parts of this game have interesting things to say about the Jedi, the Sith, the force, all this stuff. Before we, before we get into that, I wanted to point yeah. out, I want to point out the glaring error in this game. Oh yeah. The, they make a very distinct point of saying that if Kreia dies, your character dies. Oh yeah. And, and then, then not so much you kill Kreia and, and no, not really. Now nah, you're good. You it's fine. We're, oh, uh, just kidding. JK. Boys and girls. I don't know if I don't remember. I mean, did you remember them saying anything that maybe would have like indicated said, that was broken somehow yeah, or, yeah. like like maybe like so. or maybe because she turned back to the dark side or something i don't know 
I don't think so. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember anything that had changed that. So huh. they made they made a very a very distinct point that if throughout something happens, game, yeah, yeah, throughout the game, if if something happens to Kraya, something happens to your character. Yeah, they are they are they are one with the force. Force buddies. Force pals. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Force twins activate. <laughs> force. Uh, what you, um, force accountability buddies. <laughs> Uh, the the party mustache guy. For me on Narshida, I yeah. didn't. I wasn't aggressive toward him, but I was also like, "What's up, bro? Why did you do the things you did?" You yeah. know. Yep. So it wound up being a long conversation, and in that conversation, he said a few things. Okay. He wonders if perhaps the teachings of the Jedi have been a failure all along. Interesting. So this guy's uh, already... He's kind of like sort of poking the idea of like, maybe the Jedi aren't that great either. So then... And he's a Jedi master. He's the, a Jedi. You yeah. Know? So what gives him the right to fucking... <laughs> to, anyway. to monkey with stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so he he kind of... He, and and if, at least for me and my character in that conversation, yeah. he was very much like, um, you know, if you want to fight, I understand. But like, whatever, bro. It was not like I could have... I, I could have taken it both ways and I just kind of let him go off to Dantooine, where he died anyway, so whatever. But he also said that he thinks the Jedi are arrogant, and he thinks that there's a counter-effect to that arrogance. Like, the arrogance of the Jedi may very well lead to, like, strengthening of the dark side. Like, the arrogance of the Jedi is, like, sort of inadvertently touching the dark side itself, right? You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're consumed with sort of pride and whatever, and you to me, that is very generative of sort of dark thoughts and feelings, you know? Yeah. So I wonder, and I wonder if like, when maybe the force has a, I'm just sort of dreaming about this right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe the force kind of can respond in different ways. In other words, like maybe, maybe it's possible to do or say, or whatever, to, to do something dark, dark-ish, but have the darkness be pushed to somewhere else in other words in other words the jedi are all the jedi are all sort of trying to stay bathed in the light and the whatever mm-hmm. and yet they're and yet they sort of like they give off this arrogance and this pride and whatever like maybe that maybe that arrogance and pride that they have is generative of dark sideness or the dark side or whatever but the effect of that is felt elsewhere both in the physical universe and in the force. Just, I'm just sort of tossing that out there, thinking out loud. Okay. All right. He also says, he also says, this is the third thing that I wrote down the third of three, that maybe forsaking the force altogether may not be the wrong thing. I did catch that. Did you catch that? He, he said that to me. Yeah. He said that at yeah. one point to me. Yep. And that is what got me thinking. Hmm. And what I wanted to talk about was so there was there was some brief mentions I think of like what is what is Kraya's plan or what is the Exile's plan or whatever mm-hmm. do they intend to destroy the Force altogether? Yeah. My thought line is, and maybe it's just a hypothetical hypothetical to play out. Would it be all that bad to simply just remove the Force from the galaxy? So. The reason I say that, or the reason I entertain the thought, mm-hmm. is this. Think about all of the fucking wars and stuff like that, that all of these things, all of these media deals with in Star Wars. Right. And it's all this tiny sliver percentage of people in the galaxy who are force sensitive, basically causing mass, mass, mass killings, murders, destruction, death all over the place for through their own, through their own sort of jockeying for power. Right. The, like the Sith are the result of Jedi, right? The Sith, the, the, the Sith, the Sith empire are the original OG way back when Sith are Jedi right. castoffs. Right. So if, if you as the exile could be given the choice to say, Hey, what we could do exile me and you Kraya and me, is like eradicate the force altogether from the galaxy. I would at least consider it. Hmm. 
based on how much these fucking force people wind up causing all these murders and death and stuff. That is a very interesting take. And I, I literally, I thought that, I thought for a little bit, I thought that was going to be one of the options at the end of the game. Oh. Based on the discussions that were happening around this stuff. I was like, is one of my options going to be to like remove the force altogether? That would have been interesting. Or destroy the force or whatever. And I'm not sure whether I would have done it, but I would have considered it. That would have, that would have been interesting, honestly. Because, because, I mean, like I'm trying to think about all the death and pain and suffering the force has been a part of. So because, you're... Because, because people who have control of the dark side of the force or whatever part of the force, mm-hmm. the, the, those people who are force sensitive, like they have, to me, an unjust amount of power to give and take life, right? If Darth Vader can just choke you out by just thinking about you, yeah, yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think a human being or any species, right, should have the power to just kill with a thought. And you know, think about how many people that that you know Sidious murdered through the Force or whatever, right? Like that's true. Think about think about you know Kylo Ren, especially in Force Awakens, but you know. So like again, I don't I don't know whether I would choose it, but like I would consider it. Like yeah, I, I'm literally sitting here right now thinking about would it be better for that galaxy, for that universe, yeah, to just not have the force. To have no force. So you're advocating the John Lennon uh perspective of um, Imagine there's no Imagine force Imagine powers. there's no force power. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to kill or die for. Nothing and, to kill with a thought for. Yeah, yeah nothing to kill with a So, huh, that's... Oh, man. So, uh, but I need you to respond to that. I need you to to talk me down from that ledge. <laughs> <laughs> talk you down from that ledge. Jesus, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be able to. Because you're right. Like, there is... Now, there, uh, all we've seen right is is the death destruction is the death and that. destruction and it's all precipitated on like you said people jockeying for power on one side or the other of this force this imaginary sentience in the universe or not imaginary it's a, maybe it's, it's imaginary to you pal but it's not to me <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we saw a little bit more of the of the passive force years like okay we've talked a little bit about how there's no good or bad there's just how you use the force right there's no dark right, or there's light, no dark or light just, yeah. there's the force and then you, you you either pull it for dark purposes or pull it for light purposes is there a passive use of the force on the dark side on the light side you could use the force to help facilitate the you know the irrigation systems on the planet and and help you know feed a, an entire population right Sure. There's there's some altruism there, right? Yeah. But for the dark side's side of that, like what could you do? Like what what would you do that would be something similar to something as altruistic as that? Like but the other side of it, right? Something malevolent but like passively malevolent, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So but I guess of, passively malevolent, I guess would be the best right? way to describe it. I mean, it. like you got to imagine that there's there's got to be something that's like sort of the opposite of battle meditation. Right. Oh, like, I, got to, I used battle meditation a bunch at the end. Yo, of the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was great. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, or maybe not the opposite, but just like, you know, because battle meditation like inspires fear in the bad guys and courage mm-hmm. in the good guys or whatever. Whoever yeah. your team is, it, it helps that team and kind of harms the other team. Like, given that you can do that in the forest, like, could you just like move to New York City, sit in an apartment, and then just, you know, inspire street wars, basically? You know, <laughs> like that would be, that would be pretty malevolent. I don't know I about passive though. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, using the force to make irrigation isn't really passive necessarily, but right. I don't think I would do it. I don't either. And, and I don't think okay. I'd do it. And I think the answer is kind of in the same vein as like, if, if there was such a thing as mutants, like in X-Men, mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be, well, though, here's the thing. Maybe, I don't know. Actually, I don't know because what I'm what I'm saying is not to kill people who use the force, but simply take away the force. But and and so and so that would be similar to okay. This, again, I'm just sort of playing this out. Go ahead. This is a hypothetical. Play it. But well, this would be similar. So, like, imagine imagine that 
some people have, and this is going to blow it, this is going to be way out of proportion, but it kind of fits. Imagine that some people can make nukes in their backyard. Okay. But only if you have blue eyes, right? For some reason, your body produces a hormone that lets you make nukes in your backyard, but only if you have blue eyes. Okay. Right. So I can do it, but I don't think you can. I don't think you have blue eyes. Right? No, no, I have. Yeah, I, so I can I can make a nuke in my backyard, but you can't. Okay. And it is purely just because, like, I give off a hormone or a pheromone or whatever that lets me do it, do something, whatever part of this imaginary nuke-making process. You, you, you say imaginary, it, but, but I don't it, think anybody really believes that it's imaginary, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Are you advocating for, you, like, removing everybody's... Like, but but should should people be allowed to have nukes? Should you be allowed to make a nuke in your backyard? Are we talking about the? Well, we're getting into Second Amendment. I guess don't. I guess don't. Don't take the blue eye thing out of it. That was a bad setup. Okay. But like, just a just a nuke. Should you be allowed to make a nuke in your backyard? I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to be able to make nukes in our backyard now. I don't like think that should be should something. Be able to... Like to me, that's kind of like, like blown up and out of proportion a little bit. But that's kind of the force, right? Is that? you can make a weapon and use a weapon of such destructive power, but it does not prevent you from being alive. Okay. It doesn't so, prevent you from like, you know, walking around and like buying a soda at the store. Right. It's just that, sorry, you can't make a nuke. Right. So here's what, here's where I think you may have been heading with that or tell me, tell me if I'm taking this the wrong way. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah you are advocating for the removal of in this in this allegory nuclear power altogether even though it could help on one side on the other side some people could make nukes with it is that what you're saying like get rid of the getting get rid of the ability to make nuclear anything because that's that's what you're talking about with this getting rid of the force thing yeah because some people could some people could use the force for bad, but the people that could use the force for good, and I'm not talking about the Jedi even, I'm just talking about people in general, because we've talked about this. There could be other sentients out there who use the force yeah. that just, just they they just were they are out there making the, the irrigation systems for you know communities or whatever, and they're using the force to help with it. But you're taking that away as well. So yeah. what are you what are you getting rid of? And does that balance it out? Does that balance it out if you take away if you take away the force for everybody? What are you losing that's good at the same time that you're eradicating whatever's bad? Yeah. In other words, that would that would fit my analogy if I would if by doing that I also wrecked nuclear power. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's a, okay, that's a fair point. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't think I would do it. I'm not fully on the side of like yay force either though right because imagine this imagine darth vader walks through the mall and like and like force chokes a bunch of puppies at the pet store why is he force choking because because he could you know what i mean like he has a power that only one a billionth of a percent of people have right and and he just chooses to use it that way Okay, so now you've got me thinking at a whole different level here, right? You said that one billionth of a percentage of people whatever. can use the force, right? So, okay, if that's possible, if like if like there's one billionth of a percent of people that can I use the sort the of force, wield that power that way, right? There's got to be a certain section of that subsection or subsection of that section, I should say, that uses that dark power for like straight up straight up evil like i know that like vader and the emperor they think they're doing good by being you know right. by being bad yeah. right by doing what they're doing yeah. they, they believe that they're doing the right thing right yeah but are there four serial killers yeah okay, i mean there's there's got to be that percentage no sorry i just, it just took me on this tangent when you said no, that like, he could just wander around and like do that and it's like only a maniac would do that holy fuck are there force maniacs right are there, I mean, cause, because these Sith people, they all have like these designs, right? Like these whole things, yeah. but there, is there like some, some dude who's manipulating the dark side of the force who has bodies buried in his who, basement? Who all he wants to do is kill. Yeah. Yeah. So I also was listening to a different podcast. Wow. And the thought experiment was this. Okay. And the idea is that technology at some point may provide this situation in some sense. If there existed a button 
whereupon when you push the button, all life on earth would be eradicated instantly. And if everybody on earth had access to the button, would you survive the day? (laughs) No. No, you wouldn't. If everybody on Earth, everybody on Earth had access to the button, you would not survive the day. All it would take would be one person. All it would take would be one person. Yeah. So. Yep. That's the that's the that's like where I still I still swing back and forth on this because sure that's that button is sort of like the force here right but because Nihilus Nihilus has that power in some sense he he raises a whole planet yeah just to feed his fucking dark hunger or whatever. He's the right? he's the serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he yeah. Nihilus is the serial killer. That's a good point. Yeah. And like it, so in one sense you can just stop Nihilus. And that's of course the I think the morally best sense is just stop Nihilus, right? Right. Kill kill him or stop him or whatever. Like that's you should do that. Yeah. But if you're given if you're given the choice of the alternative or one of the alternatives, which is to say take away anyone's power to ever do that. That's at least of I think that's at least a semi-viable option to hmm. you. If you can't, in other words, think about this. If you can't stop Nihilus any other way, would you take would you push the button that eliminated his power for everybody? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you if you know if Nihilus is hovering over like Nihilus is hovering over Earth. Yeah. Okay. Are you talking about and, Nihilus or Galactus now? I don't Well, if it's our galaxy, it's Galactus or <laughs> sure. whatever, right? right? But but like let's say Nihilus develops intergalactic travel and he travels here. <laughs> and he and he waits a he waits a million years and then shows up on Earth, right? And then he's the Ravager is hovering over Earth and he's like, mm, I'm hungry. Here's a delicious, delicious planet full of force. Yeah. And you don't have a spaceship that can get up there to stop him. But you have a button that will eradicate the force from the universe. Do you push the button? <sighs> That's a tough one. That I mean, right? yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I would. mean, if, I, I, I mean, I guess I would. if you if you don't, then you and everyone you love are dead. Right. Right. But then, if you're eradicating that ability, you're also eradicating that ability on other planet, or that ability, bleh, you're eradicating that ability on other planets. You're stripping people of their connection to, you know, life itself, basically, because that's what it is. The force is life, right? It's made up of life. It's it's created <laughs> by I mean, life. But I mean, for the for the for the other part of the billionth of a billionth of a percent, yeah, they don't ever know it, right? That's, They're not force sensitive. That. Yeah, there is you know? that. Much, yeah, You're, because we imagine that these Jedi are there's like hundreds of Jedi and yeah. millions of planets, right? So there's like not a lot of people who have that degree of connection to it. True, or or at least not the training. <laughs> they don't have the training for it. Yeah, or the training or whatever, right? Right. But the, but at the at the time of the Republic, the Jedi are like testing to find out who has power. Right. right. Right, but but I guess the if, even if it's not a billionth of a percent, but just it's some small percentage of people across the universe do have this sort of this like gosh, I feel like I can feel that tree or whatever, right? They have right. that. Thing. Right. Are you are you justified in pushing the button to eradicate the force <laughs> if it stops Nihilus from eradicating your planet full of innocent beings? Mm. And it's a, this is a t- of course it's a total thought experiment. Right, right, right. Because right. there's, right. sorry to burst everyone's bubble. There's no such thing as a forest. Uh oh, right. But what? There's there's thing how, how dare you? Son how of a bitch! Dare you? It's, it's it. I swear to God. I know it's a. I know it's a dilemma. I know it's it's not something we can resolve in one. No, podcast. God, no, no. This is probably something. But it's but it's an interesting. It's. I think it's interesting. I think it's. I think given the level of destruction the force causes, it's at least something you should consider. Yeah. Yeah. If not, if not do it, you should consider it. I mean, you'd be foolish not to consider it, right? I mean, if you're thinking about all options uh, about what you can do about that particular situation, the scenario that you're throwing out there, you have to consider it. You have to consider it. Yeah. If it's a possibility, you must take it into consideration. If you take it away for everybody, you're taking it away for everybody, whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Right. So anybody that uses the force, we talked about this before, like people that, you know, subconsciously use the force for like, you know, but doctors teaching or doctors or yeah. Yeah. So you take that away away and like somebody is like the most brilliant brain surgeon in the entire galaxy because of his connection to the force sort of unknown connection, her connection to the force. I'm going to say her connection to the force. Sure. Then 
then you're stripping that from her. And now yeah. she's not the greatest brain surgeon. And maybe yeah. we've lost that. Or if someone is on the verge of like curing AIDS or, you know, yeah. And it's because of that connection, you're stripping that away as well. Yeah. Although I suppose in your I just, scenario, I just, if not going to destroy everything, it doesn't really matter if it's it doesn't really matter. Like you can't, I don't, my argument is in, in a crazy hypothetical <laughs> that will never occur. My argument is that it is, it is, it is okay to strip this super brain surgeon person of yeah. that extra, whatever that makes them the best right. in order to save all life on your planet. Right. Or, or even this is a terrible choice, but like, Imagine just just imagine this crazy scenario where Nihilus is hovering over the planet with the Ravager, right? He's going to right. eradicate all life, and you have the button that can eradicate yeah. the Force. Except it also kills one out of a hundred people. This is a Richard Matheson story. <laughs> I don't know what Richard Matheson is, but yeah, <laughs> so good. Or maybe it kills only a hundred one out of a hundred people on this planet because those people are Force sensitive enough for him to be hungry for their power. Right. One out of a hundred yeah. people. One out of every hundred people. Would you would you make the choice then? Or or, or so whether we can we can limit it to one out of every hundred on the planet, right? Sure. That that he's hovering over. And, yeah. and then by by doing that, not only have you stopped his hunger for this planet, you have also, let's say you make the Ravager crash and he can't escape or whatever, he dies or something like that. He's too hungry and he starves to death. He force starves to death. All I'm um, saying, all I guess my whole my only point is that it's like it's tough. Yeah, that is a very tough, no. that's a tough decision. The, I don't know and the that. exile is kind of, or if the exile was presented with, should you eradicate the force, the exile is facing the same kind of question. Right, right. Although that is not the case. Exile is not presented with that option. It, <laughs> this is a fake hypothetical. It's a, it's a hypothetical hypothetical. It's kind of a Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't, like, you can't do something, you can't, do something completely good you have to do something right. like less evil which right. i mean imagine hiroshima and nagasaki right right it is easy to make the case that you know you chose a lesser evil yeah but still an evil right and there you go i don't god i don't mean to drag us all the way up, away from the star wars here no dude this but, is what this is all but this about. is but this, this is what it's all about yeah yeah fuck dude okay so i mean i don't know i don't know that one out of every 100 people necessarily that are force yeah. sensitive i mean although maybe, chances are if it's if it's one out of 100 people you do know somebody yeah maybe who, yeah would, right you, that's why i picked 100 would be like most people you know would not die but right. somebody you know would die is it somebody that i don't like that's a good question is it somebody <laughs> that i don't like that is, i know is the one yeah. out of 100 like my choice can i choose the one out of 100 to your death <laughs> I have some old nemesis. Everyone, everyone gets to pick the worst prick they know, <laughs> and then the top one percent of those people are gone. God, that's a great fucking question, dude. You, the, the, okay, so this is one of the things that I absolutely love about this show is that you, you will come up with some good shit like this, and, <laughs> and it, just, it really fucking. We just we need Minnesota to legalize weed so we can be smoking some weed ah! while we do this. <laughs> if they if they ever do. We'll, if they ever we'll do, have to, we'll have to do. We'll a we'll do a we'll do a four twenty episode special for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we'll do it in April. This was this was in a lot of ways it wasn't as compelling a story as it was presented, but the more we're talking about it, the more compelling this is. You know, like the, yeah, like it's sort of meant to inspire the compellingness inside right. you, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if you if you sit down and consider the exiles life and choices mm -hmm. or whatever then you sort of get to like what makes the game enjoyable but also hard it's yeah. like so at the i won't spoil the game but at the end of maybe i told you this already at the end of ghost of tsushima oh yeah don't ruin that for me yeah i won't i won't spoil okay. it but there there is somewhere at the end there's a choice okay and it's a hard choice and it is not clear what is the right choice there may not be a right choice with this with this story i think I've kind of gotten to a point with this far back stuff where I think I'm, I'm good for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like we, I kind of got there when we were doing the comics, you know, we did a bunch yeah. of comics and, and then and we left back point. forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to that point where I was like, yeah. I don't know if I could do this for a while, but. Okay. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. So, 
before we move on, because I feel like we're kind of getting to the end there where, yeah. we, could, where we could maybe talk about like what's next. But before we do that, I wanted to do a wanted to share a couple of my notes as I was playing through here. The first thing that I wanted to point out was that I got Freedom Nads lightsaber. Did you end up with Freedom Nads lightsaber? I think I did, but I couldn't. I think I couldn't use it because it's dark sided. I didn't. Try, I didn't try using it. I just. I know I got it because I defiled his grave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I defiled. I defiled any grave I could find. Yes, awesome. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you remember that I fomented rebellion on Andron? Yeah. Turned into full blown civil fucking war. Really? Yes. Wow. And yeah, and there was this. I had this whole like subplot where I teamed up with uh, Tobin took the Onderon palace and take on Cavan and yeah, the Cavan, the, did you like take out the queen or whatever? And I killed, I killed the queen. Yep. I killed Cavan. Yeah. So nicely done. That's a, that's a, that's a different path than what I chose. (laughs) It was a full on fucking rebellion. Now (laughs) the, the, the next thing that I wanted to talk here real quick about was that there was a whole, subplot with Mira and Hanhar the Wookiee when I oh, got yeah. Malakor that didn't seem to matter a fucking bit. Yeah, what it the was, hell? It was just there because their story had been started, but by that point I had not thought about it. I didn't at that point and yeah. It didn't sorry. matter. It didn't matter at all. I wrote that I wrote that down. I said why are we getting a cutscene slash extra battle between Mira and Hanhar? Is this important? The answer is no. It's the not answer important. is no. It's not important. Not even a little bit important. No. I chose to. I chose to not have Mira kill Hanhar, and I wrote, "I didn't have Mira kill Hanhar. She's not evil like Dave Mustaine." <laughs> <laughs> but then the last thing that I wanted to share was that at the very, very end, with Kreia slash Darth Kreia slash Treya, Kreia Treya, Kreia. Yeah. I tried to save her at the end. Like through all of it, I I said to her, you know what? Just we we get re- done with the force, and you're fine. You can walk away. And she she literally said to me, "You don't get to be kind to me, or something like that." And then she had kept on it. She she went and tried to attack me again, and that's that's how it ended for me. And then she died. And then I murdered her. <laughs> oh, okay. I just scrolled to the part of my notes here. Yeah. That I also wanted to go through it just a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rel- very related to that. Okay. Okay. So it has to do with Kreia and Treya and stuff. So, okay. So the first thing I said was, okay, so you defeat Nihilus and that's not the end. I didn't think it quite think it would be because lots of ties, ties aren't tied off yet. Okay. Right. So Kreia says, this is just me reading my notes again. Kreia says the force has a will and that is part of why she hates it. Yeah, I hate the force. I hate that it seems to have a will that it would control us to achieve some measure of balance when countless lives are lost. And so this is when this is when I started to think about this. This is when so before I met her in the final thing, I started typing the following stuff. Okay. Okay. I typed down, am I going to choose to destroy the force? Should I do that? And then I put life creates it. It is dependent on life. But then some life is also dependent on it. Right. Is yeah. it right to remove that from the galaxy when it will instantly cause creatures to die? So that was, I was thinking about that too, right? I was thinking about that. Right, right. So, so I, then I said, okay, so the force represents this external means of control. But Kreia has also been controlling me too. Mm-hmm. So I said, here's what I decided. Before I went in, I wanted to have it sort of a motivational thing before I went in. I said, whatever happens, I won't follow her. I don't know whether that means I must destroy the force or save it. And so then... Then I went into the Sith temple thing at the very end and I kill all the guys and stuff like that. Yeah. And then during the final scene, she says, which I thought was great, which is a great counterpoint to the other game. She says, there is no great revelation, no great secret. There is only you. Okay. So then hmm. I chose, chose to kill Kreia, but I don't think I had the choice necessarily. Maybe I did. I chose to kill her, but what she does I don't know. Did you, did you have this? She offers to let you see the future. Yes. Where she tells me like, what's going to happen to all of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And did you choose to see it? Yeah. I chose not to see it. Ah, okay. And I chose that because I agreed with her 
that the I hate the force having a will. I don't want to be controlled by that. I want to sort of walk on and make my own choices. Fair enough. And whether whether that that's a free will argument that's not sure that's too big for one podcast to contain. <laughs> but this but but I even though I could have like written down what it was and did it, I was I was like you know what I feel like my guy wants freedom from Jedi, freedom from Sith. Mm-hmm. My character, right? Yeah, not yours, but mine. Sure. So I said, you know what? Nope, I don't want to see it. You're dead. I get on the Ebon Hawk. I fly away. Credits. Okay. So that was that was my ending of the game. I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Like, yeah. I, found, I forgot that I've noted this stuff down. Yeah. But yeah. It's interesting as I, I as we were going through this, I kept thinking to myself that we we're going to see like gray Jedi, you know, like these fabled gray yeah. Jedi, right? Yeah. But we never did. We never saw that. I I honestly yeah. felt like maybe Kraya was going to be that. Like yeah. maybe that's what it takes as a Sith person falling from Sith grace to become, you know, a gray Jedi. A gray Jedi. Yeah. But we didn't get there. Didn't get there. Nope. So did, did you enjoy the game? Like, yeah. I, I did. mean, we, we we had a hell of a lot of fun the first yeah. couple of episodes. I really on did. This. I, I really did. Yeah. I had a blast playing this. There this, were sorry. Yeah, just like I was typing down, I was like I think it was like 1 a.m. or something like that as I'm typing these things down. Yeah. But I, I played through the end because I desperately wanted to see how does it, how does it shake out? Like, how does my choice, how, where, what am I going to get to choose here? Yeah. And what will I choose when I see the choices? Right. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this too, but there were, there were frustrating sequences for me. Yeah, um, for sure. The, the storm, the storm beast thing was interesting. Like when we got to Malachor five, my first note on Malachor five is looting corpses and killing storm beasts. And then the next, the next thing is storm beasts are no joke. Damn. And the next damn. one, <laughs> the next one is man, fuck storm beasts. <laughs> I think that's the point where I had gotten killed like six or seven times by like a group of four or five storm beasts that I kept trying to like, I kept trying to like beast stun one of them and then like run around and like have one of them follow me. And Oh, oh my God, it was ridiculous. I, I'll tell you this next time I'm using next time I'm playing a game. So when I, when I play the eventual Skyrim remaster on PS five, um, I'll probably, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take more care leveling up, you know, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Be more very, very specific to my character. Right. 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 <laughs> So, okay, so I think I think we move on now. I think we yeah. say let's figure out what's next. Yeah, let's let's see what we got coming up and here now. Didn't we didn't we already have one choice from last time? We actually had two. I was thinking about this. Oh, we had okay. we had that we were thinking about the second Han Solo book, which was Han Solo's oh, Revenge. Yeah. Yep. Um, I looked that up today, and then Todd actually suggested Tag and Bink comics. Now there are I want to say four of them all together. Tag what and are Bank Tag and Bank? Like, Tag what is and that? Bank are like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of, of Stormtroopers. Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Star okay Wars yeah. Stormtroopers. Dude, yes, let's do that. You want to do one of those let's do, two? Let's do those one of those two. That's okay. Yeah, because that'll be a great way to like leap back forward in time to yeah. anchor ourselves back in the OG yeah. realm kind of yeah. thing. Yep. Okay. I like okay. It. So I have the Force Corn already. Okay. So we're going to do Heads is Han Solo. Han Solo is heads. Tails is tag and bank. Hey, because H is for Han and T is for tag. Dude. Is yeah. that where you were going? Yeah, that's where you No, going. I mean, yes, of course I was going. Of course there. you were. Right. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Obviously. Oh, come on. Okay, so here we go. Now we let the force decide. Let the force be our guide. The flip is up and it is heads. So heads for Han. Han Solo. Okay, so Han Solo's revenge Han Solo's is revenge. where we're going. We're going to jump back to the 70s. Hey, we're going back to the 70s, which is where we just were with that holiday special. (laughs) We're in a totally different universe. (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in there for us, Jeff, with this uh, this three-parter. That's the first time we've done a three-parter, man. Rough. It's rough stuff, Jeff. It was rough for you, rough Jeff. Stuff. I apologize. But you know what? Come back next week. We'll talk more about more of that Han Solo shit. That sweet, sweet Han Solo sweet, shit. Sweet Han Solo shit. <laughs> All right, man. All right. All right Jeff. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, 
please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for At Great Disturbances, and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later!